0: Well, hello to you all out there and welcome back to our August edition of Bearing Fruit, the official podcast of the Washington State Tree Fruit Association. I hope you are all doing well out there and enjoying your nice and toasty summer. This month we will be chatting about a couple of different topics, a couple of different projects that our Tree Fruit Association is involved with. One is a new leadership, agricultural leadership program that just graduated its first class of up-and-coming leaders in the Tree Fruit industry. The ALP is a a new bilingual educational program put together by the Washington State Tree Fruit Association, the Washington Department of Agriculture, and Washington State University. The uh, ALP combines classroom and practical lessons over the course of three months. So anyway, that is coming up in just a bit. But first, we will do as we do every month, kick things off with WSPA President John Devaney, who will give us his take on the ALP and also talk about a little assistance they provided recently to the ag workforce. Welcome back to Bearing Fruit, John. Thanks, Bob. Oh, you bet. So, John, first off, I wanted to talk to you about something that happened or that I learned about a few weeks ago. Wistfa has donated some air purifiers to protect farm workers. That's, you know, something that I guess not everybody, myself, uh, is not something that comes to mind immediately when you think about taking care of farm workers. But it makes perfect sense, especially, you know, given all we've been through the past couple of years. So tell us how this all came about. It sounds like a great project.
1: Yes, I think so. We have, uh, of course, throughout the COVID pandemic, we've been uh, taking steps uh, in farm worker housing to make sure that workers are safe in their housing. Uh, anytime you're in closer quarters, there's there's concern about transmission of diseases. We've had a overall a very good record of keeping workers safe. Uh, you know, Even though the pandemic is pretty virulent and spreads easily, Uh, overall, our record in farm worker housing has been strong, but we always want to do more to try to keep workers safe. Uh, when we saw these reports that food and drug administrations had verified that some air filters had antiviral properties and were approved for reducing, uh, virus loads in, in indoor air, uh, we looked for opportunities to try to make that available to some of the providers of farm worker housing. Uh, Specifically, those nonprofit organizations that run uh, housing for uh, farm workers who are migrating through the area, Uh, those those nonprofit organizations may not have the budget, uh, for example, to acquire some of that equipment, especially when they've had reduced occupancy over the past couple of of years. Uh, So we worked with uh, the uh, Yakima Valley Community Foundation, uh, United Way of Central Washington, and the Latino Community Fund, who had, who had established a Yakima Valley Resilience and Response Fund to COVID. We put in an application to get dollars to buy some of those air filters. and um, They gave us a $20,000 grant in order to go out and purchase those for a couple of the nonprofit housing providers in the Yakima Valley. Uh, it was limited to the Valley because that's where the funders are. Um, but that, that allowed us to go out and purchase those air filters for uh, the Catholic Charities Housing Services and the Yakima Valley Housing Authority for the housing they operate. Um, and so they have not enough units for every apartment that they operate, uh, but they each received a couple of dozen air filters that they can then set up as needed uh, in housing where you might have you know a mixed group of people uh, or people with higher uh, levels of risk because of underlying health issues uh, to try to make sure that they are as safe as possible in, in that shared housing.
0: Well, sure. And like I said, especially after, you know, everything we've been through over the past couple of years, all the measures we've taken to, you know, help try and at least stop the spread of COVID. So have the purifiers, air purifiers been distributed?
1: They have. Uh, we delivered them here uh, over the past couple of weeks. It took a while to identify exactly what the need was and decide, you know, how how to apportion them. Um, but that has now been completed and, and delivered, and they're in the housing for farm workers uh, who need them uh, in the units operated by the Diocese of Yakima and Yakima Housing Authority. Um, so that's a, a good project. Um, I think that you know the farm workers themselves have had a very high rate of uh, vaccination, which does substantially reduce their risk. Uh, but having you know these extra tools available to safely manage farm worker housing is is a good thing to do.
0: Oh, fantastic. That sounds like a great project and one I'm sure that is very much appreciated. And so yeah, now that here we are in the heat of August still uh, next thing they'll be needing is air conditioners, right? Well, a lot of them do
1: have air conditioning. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's for sure. And there, there's been a lot of running of, uh, of the air vents in farm, in farm worker housing, uh, in all temporary worker housing, to make sure that you've got good air circulation. But having the uh, filtration as well to try to remove things from the indoor air, not just as the air is passing through the ventilation system, is an extra precaution, uh, particularly for anyone that has a high-risk family member, for example.
0: Well, great. Yeah, that's great. And good on you guys for getting that done. It's the kind of thing, you know, we could really use in this day and age. But coming up here in just a minute, we'll be talking with a couple of people who you know pretty well about the agricultural leadership program that WSFA State Department of Agriculture and WSU have put together. It sounds like uh, you guys have been working on this for a while now.
1: Yeah, that's another long-term project with several partners to address uh, an an unmet need or a recognized need that we have not quite figured out how to get our arms around as an industry, which is how do you help train people who are uh, relatively new in management positions who are good at the jobs that they do, but haven't necessarily been given the kind of leadership and, and supervisory training that they need to be successful leading larger teams of, of their colleagues.
0: Well, and as, as the, uh, growers and producers around the country get a little older it's always nice to uh you know feel like you're handing things off to uh the next generation a well-prepared
1: next generation yeah absolutely and as you'll hear you know it's, uh, it's a competitive job market and the more you can invest in your workforce the more it helps with retention and productivity
0: well we look forward to that conversation coming up here in just a minute anything else you wanted to add this month john
1: no, just uh, everyone should stay cool and make sure that you're, uh, you know, following all of the required safety procedures uh, for working outdoors. Uh, whether you're working uh, at your job or just working in your garden, make sure that you stay, you know, take some breaks in the shade and drink your water.
0: Absolutely. Well, yeah, stay hydrated and try to stay as cool as possible, especially here here in August, uh, typically our hottest month of the year. Well listen John, thank you so much uh, once again for taking the time and I look forward to talking with you again next month.
1: Looking forward to it, thanks Bob.
0: So joining us next here on Bearing Fruit, we have two guests. The first is Jackie Gordon. She is the Director of Training, Education, and Member Services at the Washington State Tree Fruit Association. And our second guest is Ophelio Borges. He is the Manager of Technical Services and Education Program at the Washington State Department of Agriculture. They are heading up the program I talked about earlier called the Agricultural Leadership Program that is a comprehensive bilingual training program designed to enhance leadership skills of farm supervisors and managers. Welcome to uh, Bearing Fruit to both of you.
2: Thank you, Bob.
3: Hi, Bob. Thank you for having us today.
0: Well, you bet. My pleasure. So today we brought you on to tell us a little bit uh, about this new program that is being directed by WISFA, the Department of Agriculture, and uh, Washington State University. Go Cougs. It is called, as I said a couple minutes ago, the Agricultural Leadership Program. And you guys just had your very first graduating class from the ALP. This is something you guys have been working on for a while now, so that, that's got to be very exciting news.
3: It is it is Bob it's, we are really excited to finally have this program to finally see a graduating class uh, we've been working for several years on the ALP we call it ALP and it's it's great to see the proof of what we've been working so hard for the last few years
0: sure so tell us a little bit more what what is ALP what is the agricultural leadership program and who is benefiting from this
3: Okay, so the Agricultural Leadership Program is a comprehensive bilingual training that has been designed for orchard supervisors and farm managers. It is intended to develop leadership skills in orchard and farm managers. We want to provide them with the tools to effectively lead their crews, to understand emotional intelligence in themselves and in others, and to develop their soft skills. This is a three month long program. Uh, we start with 40 hours of classroom instruction, followed by seven weeks of a mentorship program. And they graduate at the end of those 12 weeks with a presentation where they tell us how they apply the knowledge they got in the course in their own workplace.
2: So, in terms of Bob, in terms of, of the benefits, we strongly believe that every sector of the ag industry will benefit from, from this program. So when you have leaders that can lead up and lead down, that can inspire, that can convince people, that can motivate people, everybody will benefit, the farm workers, the employers, the supervisors and managers. So we strongly believe that everybody within the ag sector will benefit. We're hoping that the work environment will be transformed, that will be much better for everybody.
0: Well, now, it, it sounds like, okay, so this year you had 18 graduates in your first class. How, how did that come about? Did, did these students apply to take part? How, how were they chosen? I mean, how does the selection process all work?
3: So well, we, we opened registrations for everyone in the Triford industry. We decided to start with Triford industry right now but we are hoping to expand this program to every sector in agriculture in Washington State. So we opened registrations to everyone in the industry. They applied, they registered. We initially had 24 people that got registered and went through the course, 12 people in English, 12 people in Spanish. And at the end of the course, we graduated 18 people we have five more people that are still hoping to graduate and we want to give them the chance because they did an amazing job in the course. It was just that they were in the middle of cherry harvest. They were completely swamped with harvest. They hadn't, many of them hadn't even slept and they went to give their presentations at the graduation. So it was a tough timing, but we are hoping to graduate the total number of people that got registered, which was 24 participants. So,
2: Bob, we... Did our pilot back in December of 2021, and we invited all the folks that, that attended the pilot, just because you know most of the attendees of the pilot were folks that had been in the industry for a very very long time, and we were very interested in getting their feedback. Obviously, we did a significant adjustment from the pilot to the actual, or to the first workshop that we did. And so a few of those individuals who attended the pilot came back to attend the first workshop, and it was very, very valuable for us to get their feedback. Again, folks that have been in the industry for a very, very long time, 20, over 20 years of experience.
0: So moving forward, how, how often will the class, the, the leadership program be offered? I mean, will this happen just once a year, twice a year? How many leadership programs do you guys plan on holding each year?
3: Our plan is to have two classes per year we will rotate the classes between Yakima Tri-series and Wenatchee we are going to do soon our fall class and then next year we are planning on having two more each class will be bilingual so it will at the end it will count as four classes two in english two in spanish
0: well and you mentioned giving these students uh experience as managers talk to us a little bit about what it is you're trying to get across to the students what it is you're trying to teach them as they prepare to be managers
2: yeah, definitely. I mean, some of the topics that we're covering in our courses have to do with, again, leadership aspects that have to do with conflict resolution, emotional intelligence, stress management, building trust, communication. Very often, we lack information. We, and I, I'm, I'm talking as a, as a farm supervisor and manager, guess I was a, a farm supervisor for many years and we lack this skills. So we're hoping that they go back to their job sites and apply some of this leadership aspects. And so our, our goal is for them to go back to their, their workplaces and start applying some of the concepts that they take from the leadership program. So this program also includes a mentorship time.
3: Yes, and during that mentorship program, Bob, our intention is that they leave the for the five weeks, the five weeks of classroom instruction with an assignment. So they are tasked uh, to come up with a vision that they want to accomplish at the end of those 12 weeks of the entire program. And they want to set up goals. So they have to set up a timeline where they want to apply each of the topics or at least choose two or three of the topics that talk to them, that really inspired them to make a change personally and then in their workplace. So at week 12, they come back and they report on that assignment. They tell us what was their vision, if they were able to accomplish it, what were the challenges. And we call it the mentorship program because they, they have to have a mentor. They can either choose their own mentor from their own company. It can be someone from upper management or someone that has been supporting them since they started working in the company or we can assign a mentor to them that will basically help them with advice on how to overcome the challenges that they will encounter as they try to accomplish their vision.
0: And just based on the participation you saw in this first class, it sounds like, well, as you mentioned, the different companies involved, it sounds like you're getting, I don't know, quite a bit of support from them as well.
3: Oh, absolutely. We started this program years ago and we've seen so much support from the industry. We had many different companies attending this first workshop. We had a variety of farm companies and groups that are involved in the industry. And we also have private suppliers supporting us as sponsors because they believe in the program. They believe in our mission.
0: Well, and I imagine that's probably one of the greatest challenges, right, is finding these different individuals who have the skill set to take on these, you know, field manager or farm leadership positions. Does, does this program aim to give them experience they might not get otherwise, just, you know, working on the farm?
2: Definitely. You know, this, this folks, Bob, have a lot of experience farming. They have been producing agricultural commodities for quite some time but they don't necessarily have or or give training on how to deal with human resources, how to motivate people, how to resolve conflicts that they are facing on a daily basis. So quite often they take the wrong direction. So we strongly believe that this program will benefit everybody. Again, and I think the industry and a lot of the employers are on the same page with us in that regard. So I think everybody, you know, at least the people that we have spoken with, they are on board with the implementation of this program. It will be a challenge to keep it afloat. Right now we're operating with a grant that will go away in 2023, and we're trying to find ways to keep this program self-sustained. We have an advisory board that... We're going to be basically talking to or seeking ideas on how to make this program sustainable, and we also are hoping that this advisory board will give us guidance on the direction. For instance, we ended up, or we're going to be making significant adjustments to the program that we'll be doing in November. We had quite a few topics that had to do with the production of an agricultural commodity, pest identification, for instance soil nutrition. And, you know, we we got feedback from the participants saying, you know, we, we have a lot of access to topics like that, but we don't have access to um, conflict resolution. We don't have access to HR issues. We don't have access to emotional intelligence and those kinds of things. So we are eliminating the technical topics from this program and concentrate more on the leadership program on uh, the leadership aspect that they need to develop.
0: Well right. And for anyone who's spent any who spent much time at all talking uh, with your average everyday farmer, the, the top job is always putting your head down and getting the job done. That's the goal, right? But this program, you're exposing them to things like human resources, conflict resolution, interpersonal relationships with employees. I mean, besides just bringing in the crop, these are things that y- you might not get involved with every day in the everyday functions of on the farm. I mean, teaching these skills, is not necessarily the farmer's strong suit and something that you know doesn't come easy to them
2: absolutely you may have employees that are that have huge potential but you don't know how to exploit that potential how to make them you know reach their fruit potential so that's why we need to develop leaders that could support that could inspire people so again, a lot of the supervisors and managers are following old styles, like the one that you just described, Bob. And we want to change that. We want supervisors and managers that inspire that look at things as opportunities rather than obligations. And, and we strongly believe that this program could take the agricultural industry to the next level. It's a little bit ambitious, but I think it's doable. And I think that if we get the support and hopefully establish a program of the quality that we want. It's going to take a little time, but I think eventually this will change. This will revolutionize the way things are being done in the industry.
3: Yeah, uh, We know we are, we believe we are in the right direction because of the, exactly because of the first graduates we had. If If you have heard the visions and the goals that they wanted for themselves, they were all based on their core values. They all they, they were dreaming about becoming servant leaders, about controlling stress and anger issues. They wanted to communicate better, to build better relationships with their workers. And that's the base. That's the base that that should be implemented in every company before thinking about profitability, before thinking about increasing productivity. You need to think about your people and the core values that they have, because that's once they have that, then you can teach them those other skills that they need to know to increase productivity, to increase uh, profitability. And we've encountered a lot of authoritarian uh, uh, leaders in our industry, and we want to switch that. We want to see more servant leaders that think about their people before thinking about themselves, that think about developing their their people. We want to see leaders of leaders in our industry. and, And I think we, we are on our, on our way to accomplish that.
2: Again, I think that we ha- uh, by having leaders, uh, good leaders in place, not only the safety and health issues will improve, but also efficiency, also the, the well-being of everyone will increase. So we strongly believe that uh, this program will take everyone to the next level. Again, we just started, the idea started about 10 years ago, but we are making it a reality, and it's here. It's here. We just need to find ways to, to make it stay.
0: So moving forward, have you guys set uh, set a date for the start of the next group, the, the next leadership program?
3: Yes. The next class will start on November 4th, and we are skipping a week, uh, the week of Thanksgiving, but it will be every Friday since November 4th. Well, we are also giving the class on a Thursday instead of Friday, that is Veterans Day. So we are hoping to finish our class on December 9th, and then they will keep going with the mentorship program, and we will have graduation sometime at the end of January or the beginning of February.
0: Well, that sounds great. Well, So is the, uh, is the class full, or is if someone, say, is hearing this for the first time and might be interested, how do they go about finding out more?
3: No, it's not full. We haven't registered them yet. We haven't started registration yet. So anyone that hears this podcast can contact us. We would be happy to sign them up. We will open registrations probably in the middle of September. So we still have time.
2: And we are limiting participation to 15 people in Spanish, 15 in English. Uh, We want everybody to have the opportunity to participate, to ask questions, to participate in exercises and, and we want this course to be very, very uh, interactive. interactive. That's the word.
0: Sure. Abs- absolutely. So who do they contact? So, I mean, should they call WISPA? Who's the best person or persons to contact in order to register?
2: So we have a program coordinator who is in charge of coordinating things, of course, and her name is Juanita Silva. Her phone number is 509 941 0848 her email is alp.juanita at gmail.com. but they can also they can also call Jackie or myself if they have any questions my phone number bob is 509 952 8236
3: and my phone number is 509-379-9944.
0: Well, that's great. So, down the road as the ALP continues, it, it sounds like you guys are going to need continued support. Where, where does that, all that support come from? And I mean to, you know, make this program really viable.
3: Oh, uh, well, people and industry members can support us in any way they want. They they can support us with Simple actions as spreading the word, sending their employees to our workshop, but also they can sponsor meals for the participants. They can sponsor meeting rooms. They can sponsor our graduation event. We have great sponsors already Domex, Super Superfresh, Washington Fruit, GS Long are some names of sponsors that have been providing us huge support to move forward to keep the program sustainable. So, anyone Interested in sponsor any part of the program? Can contact us as well.
2: They can. They can also support an entire workshop if yeah. if, uh, if they would like to.
0: Oh, okay. So, bottom line, if anybody is interested in taking the course or taking part as a sponsor, they should contact you guys for the information they're going to need.
3: Yes, absolutely.
0: Wow. Well, this sounds great. It is definitely something we're going to have to follow up with you guys, say, next year to see how things are going and uh, how things move forward from there.
2: That would be wonderful. It would be wonderful if uh, downline we could interview or include somebody that graduates from our program to kind of give uh, their feedback or their
0: opinion about it. Well, that would be great, too. Yes, absolutely. Well, listen, you guys, thank you so much for joining us here on Bearing Fruit. It was very interesting and something I'm sure our listeners are going to get a lot from as well. So thanks again for joining us here on Bearing Fruit.
3: Thank you, Bob. Thank you for inviting us.
0: Thanks for the opportunity. We very much appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Well, listen, that about wraps things up for another edition of Bearing Fruit. Thanks again to WSFA President John Devaney and the coordinators of the Agricultural Leadership Program, WSFA's Jackie Gordon and Ophelia Borges from the Washington State Department of Agriculture. Join us again next month as we take on more regarding the Washington tree fruit industry and touch on more great topics to cover for you, our listeners. And please, 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 Be sure and let all of your friends out there in the tree fruit world know where they can find us. Until then, I look forward to talking with you all again on the next Bearing Fruit, the official podcast of the Washington State Tree Fruit Association. Until then, so long.